Hey, welcome to Younger and Older. This is Jason and Dave hanging out at the beautiful studios of Relate365.com in the beautiful Northwoods of Wisconsin, where we tend to uh, laugh and enjoy, um, even in light of whatever circumstances that we have. Right now, the snow is finally starting to melt, and you might be thinking, wow, you guys still have snow? Yes, we still have snow, and it's still too much snow. Yes. But spring is in the air. It rained last night, and I tell you, the sound of rain was very delightful. It was. Do you like going to sleep to rain? Yeah, especially yeah. this time of year. Me too. You know, I mean, fall time when everything's mucky, maybe not so much. Yeah. But that's because I had months of it. Whereas now it's like, bring on the rain. Yep. I want to see green grass. Yep. Be able to plant the garden, get outside a little bit more without having to step three inches into muck. So don't you wish you had a little bit more control over how things happened, actually? Uh, so you can make it so, okay, get the snow out of here, get the grass going. I mean, I've often thought that in life. It's like, why can't I arrange this? That's right. That'd be nice. How many things in life can't we arrange? Oh, there's a lot of things. Yeah. Besides marriage. Yeah. I'm joking. Well, you can. We don't. I know we don't. There are people who do. There there. But, you know, I, I think there's so many important things in life that I actually don't have anything to say about. And that's one of them. It's one of them. When is spring going to be here and we can plant things and work outside? And it'd be really nice for us to be able to get rid of the snow now because of it. we're in the middle, when, regardless of when you're listening to this podcast, we're in the middle of the coronavirus, um, whatever. Um, what do they call this? Uh, pandemic. No, what are we doing here? We're locked up. We're in prison. Quarantine. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're locked up. We're not physically in prison. Let's no, just clarify. No, no, we're not. We're, but the, we're, we're, we're locked up. We're Yeah. But if you look outside, there's nobody <laughs> Which out Which at there. the moment may seem like prison because, like you said, there's nobody around. Yeah, well, I've, even I've spent a lot of time in here. And then you walked in, it was like there's a person in my space. I know. At first, you didn't know how to talk to me, it felt like. I didn't because this is my space. And you're in it at nope. this particular point. I'm getting used to having my space. <laughs> anyway. Uh, you know, we were talking, if you were listening to the last podcast... We were talking about the circumstances of life and Job and Mary and being blessed and all that kind of good stuff, the ironies of life. Yeah. Um, I think I, I want to go and, and continue that discussion because when you look at the circumstances of life, circumstances like we just talked about, they're not controllable. Yeah. So in your life, um, have you ever had, you have three sons? I do. Have they ever all been sick at once? They have. How fun is that? Oh, it was not fun. No. You were here for that. I know. Was, so they were, they were young, and oh man, we were spent, yeah. for lack of a better term. Yeah, that's not. If you could plan it, if they're going to get sick, you might plan it a little different. Yeah, not in the dead of winter, two days before Christmas, right? Or all at once. No, yeah, <laughs> how it happened for us. I have been trying to get um, my toe fixed. My toe is is arthritic, and it, it, it needs a surgery to get it fixed. I could fix it for you. I, I'm about to ask you. To okay. do it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready. Now, you know, this is a dangerous conversation. I'll tell you that right now. Because years ago, when I broke my leg up here, yeah, I was uh, playing softball. I slid into third base, and I didn't know that we attached the plate to the ground. And it didn't have any way Don't to. Don't they do that in baseball? Yeah, but, but most of them have a way where the plate will release. This was in a pipe in the ground. It was oh. not here at camp. It was at, I was playing for the camp team, but we were playing in an, at another place. And they had the, the plates. Third base was in a pipe in the ground. Yeah, that's how a lot of them are. Yeah, but there was no release on it. I don't think we had releases when I played Little League. Yeah, well, you slide into it like me, and you hit it with your 
leg and you got this big body hitting it and my my leg snapped oh, really? and so ouch yeah that was painful so then you know about a few weeks later i got so tired of that cast i went over to our maintenance building cut it off <laughs> that's, that's not wise <laughs> no but i did because i couldn't handle it anymore and bottom line really is there are circumstances that you and i basically we, we can cause problems like cutting off your own cat i mean you can cause problems yes but there's a lot of circumstances that you're just you, given you're given yeah i mean when i slid into third i wasn't planning on being in the hospital that night mm-hmm. but i was to get that fixed and then came i my toe we were planning to get it fixed Right. The day before surgery, I get a call saying, we're not planning to get it fixed anymore because all the surgery centers are closed and we can't do it. So it, it's like, you know what? This is interesting. You can't plan sometimes for the for, for what's happening mm-hmm. in life. Right. And the older I get, the more I see that every day is one of those things where you say, I don't know what's going to happen by the end of the day. Mm. But I'm going to plan for what I think is going to happen. Right. And I'm going to trust God and right. just continue to do what I'm supposed to do and see what happens. And I think a lot of people can relate to that, especially these last few weeks, you know, because as you said, we're in the middle of this coronavirus thing and it seems like every day <laughs> things have changed. Yes, they have. You know, whether, you know, yesterday your state wasn't in, you know, whatever they call it, safe at home. Right. Verdict. Our, edict, ma- our governor says safer at home. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. Whatever. Anyways, you know, but by the day it changes, right? you know, and, and, and the thing with it is, is the unknown. Yep. And I think that's what has a lot of people, you know, even questioning about these circumstances. But th- with any circumstances, there's, there's the side of the unknown. Always. Because you didn't plan on it. Right. You know, whether you end up in the hospital with a broken leg, whether you, you know, end up finding unexpectedly that you were expecting a baby, you know, whatever right. it is, whatever the circumstances is, are, is or are, whatever, yeah. whatever the circumstances are. You know, there's always that that element of, okay, I didn't plan on this, and I don't necessarily know the outcome of this. Yeah. And it almost makes you helpless. Yeah, so that's not unusual, by the way. Right. And and I only mentioned a couple of things, but, I mean, there, you could, we could probably sit here for, like, the next week of quarantine and talk about all the different circumstances yeah. that could pop up, and that would only be a fraction of the circumstances that could pop up. Yeah. Well, here's the worst thing that I think can happen through something like circumstances that you can't control is that you go numb and don't do anything. Yeah. There's always something. You, when I was in a wheelchair as a kid, you know, I could just go, say, well, man, I'm not like everybody else. No, I can't play sports. I can't do this. Or I can start planning the rehab and figure out what I can do. Yeah. Eventually I realized, okay, I couldn't play football, I couldn't play baseball. I could swim. So I actually, when I started high school, I was on the swim team hmm. and started that. So I think you have to look in your situation you're in and be able to say, what am I, what can I do? Yeah. You know, and what can I do to improve right now? What can I, um, what can I do to, to change something that I've always wanted to change? Um, I've seen some of that because at Menards, the, the paint department is just really busy while people were quarantined. Yes. Because. And like, not just there. From what I hear at any paint store. Yeah. And and everyone's got the same idea. My wife and I were talking about, let's paint this room. So we're going to do one of the rooms we've been waiting to do for years. And and uh, we can do it because we have the time to do it, mm. you know, at this particular time. Um, so I think that's what you do with circumstances that you haven't been able to control but you know the circumstances are there that it, and you know that you can't even plan for tomorrow but yet you do plan for tomorrow yeah and that's what we've been talking about kind of ironies you you can't plan for tomorrow but you plan for tomorrow mhm 
What do we know for absolute sure that we can and we should be planning around? If, if I were to say, give me a list of things that you know for 100% sure is going to happen, 100%. Um, that tomorrow's going to come. Okay. Or that God is still here. Okay. That my relationship with God is still there. Okay. How about you're going to die? Yeah. Okay, that's sure. Sure. We just don't know when. Yeah. Sorry, I was kind of fishing. I didn't know where you were going. <laughs> no. no, you know what? All of those, I do want to hear because that's that's right. the idea. Here's what's really hard. It's really simple when you take a look at it, and we comp- we make it complicated. Yeah. It, the simple is every human being that has ever lived has died. doesn't matter their socioeconomic background, except for Jesus, who is God's son, what well, he did too on the cross. So every human has died. So for Dave Wager, I know that for sure. That is going to happen. Now, you might say, well, I hope it doesn't happen tomorrow. Or today. Is it ever convenient? Mm-hmm. I mean, you ever say, well, today would be a convenient day you know, for that to happen. We don't do that. So we don't necessarily plan like we're going to die tomorrow. Right. But we do plan for dying. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because dying is actually certain. Mm-hmm. What's interesting to me is that more people put a lot of effort into their plans for living, mm. and that's uncertain. Right. So I don't get it. Yeah. We don't put all of our plans into what's uncertain because that's a great way to be extremely disappointed because then when the certain comes, you're not ready for it. Mm-hmm. And that's really the message of the Bible that's so clear because yeah. God says from the beginning, look, there's sin, you're separated from God, there's going to be death, this is for sure. So I know for sure I'm going to die. I know for sure there's a God and I'm not him. Mm-hmm. So I need to live that way. In other words, um, if, if, if I were to tell you that the, the world does not revolve around you, would that surprise you? Are you kidding? Yeah, see? <laughs> <laughs> now, for me, though, that's one of those truths. You know, I can look at it and say, you mean everything in this world isn't about me? Mm-hmm. Nope. Nope. We had one of our former students um, who has got his doctorate degree, was over in England getting it, and he wrote a, an article that he sent to me that was very interesting. Uh, and it was basically uh, something about modern-day man or something. He was getting prepared for the isolation that came with the pandemic, and he has uh, three kids, so he's going to go to the store, get some... Not, nothing big, really. He yeah. wasn't going to like get a truckload of toilet paper or anything. That, that wasn't on his agenda. Uh, but he, he did want to have some children's Tylenol and some children's uh, whatever, two different brands because of the way they use it with the kids if they get sick. And, right. and he didn't want to have it run out or have to run and get it when he didn't, you know. So he went, and he, in one store he found one of them, and then he went to another store, and they had plenty of the other kind. And, and he, he remembers grabbing two of them, and put him in his cart, and then he thought, you know what? Am I really, I don't really need this even right now. Mm. I'm trying to take more than I need at this yeah. point. And what if a dad comes in here like me, mm-hmm. and and their kid is actually sick, Yeah. and I didn't leave one on the shelf for him. Mm-hmm. So he went back and put one back, and, and then just bought one of them, and I thought, that's a good perspective right yeah. there. Yeah. It's not, you don't know what's gonna happen, none of us do. Right. 
But where does our, our trust in God come in and where does our love for God and our love for each other come in? Mm-hmm. I mean, how do people act that love God and love each other? If, if I were your son and I was asking that, Dad, how am I supposed to act if I love God and love each other? What would you tell him during this time? You love God and you love other people around you. How? You know, I you, mean, how, how do you think do of do their it? needs, you know? Exactly. And what they, where, where they're hurting and you try to help them. So how do you love God if you if he doesn't have any needs well it it's paired together yeah but know? he doesn't have any needs so i can't really give him anything he needs right we 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 honor god by loving him by obeying him right and then he uses us to help each other so that's the that's the fun part mm-hmm. it's like no god doesn't need me to fix the world yeah he could fix it you know go through the bible he's used donkeys to speak for him and all kinds of stuff he doesn't need me mhm but God desires to use me. Mm. So since he doesn't need me, but he could use me, then I need to position myself so that he would, and most likely that's going to be to help you or somebody else. Mm -hmm. And then you should be able to see that I am a part of God's family and honor God because of the help for you, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So not hoarding toilet paper could be part of it. You know, I mean, I don't think we need to, we can't plan for tomorrow. I, what are you know? Can you imagine how many houses are going to get TP'd at the end of this thing? <laughs> can oh, you imagine? Oh, I mean, yeah. they're going to have all this toilet paper laying around. If you've got a high school kid in your house, some stores at, aren't even taking it back from. Why should they? I know. Yeah, I mean, are, like some ironic questions again from me. Yes. Are we are we people that basically are trying to save the environment and not kill trees? Uh. I've heard that. Yeah. What's with all the toilet paper hoarding? <laughs> Isn't that paper? You know, I mean, we, we look at it and we think the whole thing, it seems like. Since we're on a tangent, you know what I saw, what? actually? Somebody took a picture of a bouquet of flowers that de- was delivered with them, yeah. and around the vase was a roll of toilet paper in a ribbon. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I had a, I, I, yeah. There were some, there's some really funny memes out there, and that wasn't even a meme. That was like real life. I know, but there are some funny ones. <laughs> a guy with a, a, a chef's hat and a, a, a knife slicing toilet paper rolls. Oh, I see. That. That, that's that's right. pretty funny too. That's like, right. did you see your cake maker? Did you see the toilet p- paper cake? No, I didn't. It was hilarious. It looked like a big roll of toilet paper. The way they frosted it. Oh, that's funny. And and so they made this cake. And it even had the the frosting came off on a spin like the toilet paper would. Yeah. It was hilarious. That's funny. And I'm thinking, whoever made that, kudos to you. You're probably serving that to your family and everyone's laughing while they eat this toilet paper cake. <laughs> you know. We digress. Well, there there are times, if you don't laugh about some of the stuff you're in the middle of. Right. And I think that's an important part too, is is trying to find a little bit of the humor in it. You know, that way you're not so high blood pressured. Right. <laughs> for yeah. lack of a better term. Yeah, well, I know when we, you know, at the beginning, we live, you and I, we live out in the middle of nowhere. So when yeah. we go to the store, it's pretty normal for us to stock up on something. Right, right. Um, you know, because I, I actually have people that reach out to us and say, oh, how are you guys doing up there? I'm like, well, honestly, not much has changed. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I live in the middle of nowhere. Right. I don't really do much outside of, right. you know, what what we do. Yeah. And when we go to the store, we go like once a month. You right. know, maybe twice. So it's like we have supplies. 
we're here. It's like our slow season. Yeah, my wife and I are looking at our, our we have a little cabinet we keep things in, and then we have uh, a freezer downstairs, and it's like, let's set a goal of, of getting through that stuff. Yeah. You know I what know. I mean? We, we have it for, because we live so far from town. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I guess you you miss eventually is like fresh milk, you know, a gallon of milk or yeah. you know, something like that. that Eggs you or can't bananas or something. Do that, but, but you know, and I would say the only difference for us is there just isn't quite as many people to interact with. Yeah, you know, but yeah, and that for a first world country, we're suffering. You know right. I mean, it, it, other countries. Could I mean, be when the introverts are starting to identify as extroverts, you know, it's <laughs> that's right. <laughs> it's interesting. <laughs> Well, you know, as you go back to Scripture, though, during any circumstance of life, I don't care what it is, you go back to Scripture, and the circumstance of life that you're in, there's one way to please God through it. Mm-hmm. And Hebrews eleven six says, and without faith, it's impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. I love this verse in, in that it says, look, I want to I make this really simple for you. You have a job in any circumstance of life, any circumstance. I don't care what it is. You have mm-hmm. a job. That's to trust me. And here's how you do it. You draw near to me. See, if you already believe that he exists, that he is God, and you draw near to me. And when you draw near to me and you seek me, you'll find me. So it's my responsibility in the circumstance of life. If you listen to the last podcast, Job, he needed to draw near to God. And as he did, God used him to reveal himself to the world. And we're still talking about it today. Yeah. You know, Mary, you know, same thing. Circumstances of life were what they were. And she drew near to God. You know, I love the phrase when, when you talk about Mary, she pondered things in her heart. She thought about them. Hmm. She thought about what was right, which means that she was drawing near to God. And it was God who sustained her. Mm-hmm. You know, your health isn't going to sustain you. Your money's not going to sustain you. Your job's not going to sustain you. All that stuff that you could worry about isn't going to do anything for you. And, and uh, so I encourage you, go to Hebrews chapter 11, read it, and look at the circumstances of the people. So what I want to do is I want to go through some of those people with you, Jason, and, sure. and just ask you to help us understand the circumstances they were in. Okay. All right. So it starts out in verse 7, Hebrews 11 which all of our listeners hopefully will read. By faith, Noah, being warned by God concerning events as yet unseen, in reverent fear, constructed an ark for the saving of his household. It, what circumstances were unseen? What is this talking about? What are, what are the circumstances Noah's living in here that are weird, that he had to trust God with? Well, God told him to build a boat on a mountain. Okay, that doesn't make sense. Which doesn't make sense. Especially in that time period. Especially in that time period. Yeah. <laughs> and it took him a, while, a long time. And then he tells them that it's going to rain and wipe, pretty much wipe everything out. And so hop in the boat. Yeah, and that's never happened before. And that's never happened before. And, and then it happens. And, and then he says, oh, by the way, there's going to be animals on this boat and they'll all come out and go into the boat with you. Yeah, they'll just show up. So looking at these circumstances, you're looking at it going. <laughs> Imagine as the two lions, the lion and the lioness walked in like, all right, have at it. Yeah. Where would you like to go? <laughs> right. You choose first. Yeah, everybody splits like the Red Sea. It's like any particular stall. <laughs> I always wondered how that worked. Yeah, I don't know. You know, like, I don't know. Anyways, that's a different discussion. Well, those are the circumstances, though. But but here, let, let's paint the circumstantial picture here. Yeah. So you got, you got, first of all, they lived a lot longer back then. Yeah. So Noah's 500 years old here. Yeah. When he starts. Yeah. 
He builds his boat for over 100 years. Yeah. Yeah, that's a long time. Now, everyone might go, that's just a fa- fable. Yeah. Grow up. It is not. I mean, the, the, and I'm not, that's not what this program's about this time. We're talking about the circumstances here that are, are encountered by Noah. So mm-hmm. God comes to him and says, number one, the world you live in is evil. Mm-hmm. And really, it's not meant to be evil. So instead of wiping everybody out, I would like to have a world that's not so evil. So we're going to wipe everyone out, but you know, because you're, you're one who listens to me. So I'm going to unfold a plan here for you. Mm-hmm. Now, he doesn't give them all the details. He just says, so go build this massive boat in a mountain. And not only build a massive boat, but here's why. Because we're going to have it rain. We're gonna... Now, while, while Noah is building that massive ark, what do you think the people are doing that are around him? I'm sure they're ridiculing him. Yeah. I like, mean, you know. I don't think he kept it a secret what he was doing. Well, you couldn't. You might even hired some of them. You know, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, if you're building a boat that size, you're going to build it with only your family at that point or hire it's some a, guys to the outside? Question. Talk about irony. Yeah. But, but I don't know. Yeah, we don't I know. I mean, all I know is that Noah probably was pretty faithful at saying, you know, here's what's going to happen. Yeah. And I imagine if, if I were of that day, I might have a let's go make fun of Noah party. Mm-hmm. You know, it, go there, put a little, uh, you ever see the Flintstones? A while ago, yeah. Yeah, put put your little bone chairs out there, whatever whatever you have. <laughs> I have no idea what they used to, you know, I, I mean, prehistoric. Put, uh, put your little bone chairs there and, and have, uh, you know, Barney funny. Rubble bring you a, a, a stack of ribs. You know, that you That's can put right. on the car and have it tip over, That's which right. you pedal with your feet. You know, I have no idea how it went. But but I bet I bet you Noah's circumstances were crazy for 100 years. That mm-hmm. people just thought, the man is totally a nut job. But here's what gets me. Circumstances change. So all of a sudden, one day, what happens? People start coming and making fun of them, and animals start coming out of the woods or wherever they're at. Yeah. And go on to the ark. Like you said, two lines. Wouldn't you think that people would have to pause for a second? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you saw this, if you saw it, you, you weren't a God-fearing person, you saw this. All of a sudden, all these animals were marching onto the ark. Right. Wouldn't you be somewhat curious? I, to, I would be. I'd be like, um, that's yeah. not normal. So why do you think the people still rejected what Noah was saying. I mean, I don't know. I'm just yeah, wondering speculation-wise. How hard of a heart must they have had? Mm. Because now this boat was completed and all these animals start walking on it and they still didn't believe them. Yeah. Man, I think, could we as a culture, could we as a society ever get that bad? Mm. I think we could. Yeah. What stops that? listening to God. Yeah. I mean, that's something I can do. I can't change the future. I can't change people around me, but I can listen to God. And our listening friends, that's what you can do too. You can listen to God and let him do his thing. Well, Noah then, eventually, it's very interesting. He he, um, he lets all these animals get on board, and I don't know what everyone's doing now. But I can't help but think the crowd is is wondering And I think that there were probably people in the crowd wishing that they could join in now. Mm -hmm. but the crowd is keeping them from that. 
Mm-hmm. In other words, they're thinking, I'm not going to be the only one. We just made fun of them for 100 years. Right, and I can't be the one to step out and get ridiculed. No. Right. So they're thinking, I wonder how many moms, how many kids, how many sensible people mm-hmm. were looking at this going, I know we've, we've made fun of this guy, but this doesn't make sense, and it's exactly what he said. Yeah. Maybe we ought to listen. Anyone with me? Anyone? Let's go. Because mm-hmm. anyone who would go on that ark would be saved. Yeah. So then all of a sudden, you can imagine, the Bible tells us that, that Noah, you know, it finished and the animals were on. And there's an inter- interesting phrase as you look in the story of Noah where it says, and God shut the door. Mm. There was one door in the ark and God shut it. Mm. And imagine that's really critical because I imagine the whole time that people were making fun of Noah, maybe making fun of God, you know, who knows what. I bet you Noah's heart was breaking. Mm. But here's what we see in it. Noah might have been the only one, but he listened. Yeah. He was the only one, but he listened. He was the one that demonstrated what faith looks like. Mm-hmm. He didn't know the total outcome. He didn't understand how it was going to happen, but he listened. And as I tell the kids at our clubs and the camp all the time, God's older than you and smarter than you and loves you. You can trust him. If he says something, you need to do it. And here we're seeing Noah, okay, this is great. You listened. The, the animals are on. God shut the door. Now, can you imagine? Now, we, we're not sure, but we think that that was the first time in history that maybe it rained. Mm-hmm. Certainly, water coming up from the ground would be unusual. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm not going to argue that point one way or the other, but let's say it is the first time that it, it would ever rain. All of a sudden, the people saw this. They saw the door shut. And then all of a sudden, they got hit with a drop. Mm-hmm. Now you can imagine the mind frame. Mm-hmm. It's being proven what he said. Right. Whoa. But now it's too late. Yeah. The door's shut. And I imagine that's why God shut the door, because um, I bet you people rushed the ark. Yeah. They were pounding on it, possibly, trying to figure a way to get on it. And today I look at our culture and I think godless people at some point will be so frustrated and they will try and figure out ways to get God to be okay with them. Mm-hmm. But it could be too late. You know, if you're listening today, it's not too late. You can go and understand that God loves you and respond to him, that he sent his son Jesus Christ to die on the cross to pay the, for your sins and for my sins. And it's not too late to enter his family and begin to get in God's word and get to know him. What that verse says in Hebrews is that without faith it's impossible to please him, that we need to draw near to him, we need to believe that he exists, and as we seek him, he'll reward us. That's my responsibility. It isn't my responsibility to change the world. Mm -hmm. And I think that's that's a very important thing to realize is that regardless of the circumstances, there's principles that we can hang on to, and we need to realize that God is God, you know, and he's in control beyond the circumstances. And so we could always cling to him. We could always go to him, even when it doesn't make sense to us. Right. You know, because even for Noah on the other side of that door, it might not have made sense to him even then. You know, why can't I just reopen the door for some of these people? Yep. You know, um, but that's 
something he just had to trust in God about, you know, and, and there's just different facets of thinking about it. But unfortunately, we're out of time today. And I uh, thank you guys for joining us. I encourage you, if you want to re-listen to part of this episode, or as you have time, head over to Relate365.com, where you can listen to past episodes of Younger and Older, or even check out some of the other podcasts that we do. Um, we thank you for joining us, and we'll stick here with you and we'll continue to talk about just different things going on and, and how we can just encourage each other and point each other towards God. And so we uh, thank you for joining us. This is Jason and Dave saying see you next time. Bye-bye.